What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. What's up, Rob? Hello, Sal. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Rob. <laughs> it is a fine Thursday evening. A little off cycle for us. Yeah, all good, though. You got to mix it up, you know, change it up. I know. Keep it's... us on our toes. Yes, sir. Came over to record an opening, and we decided to do a whole episode. Oh, yeah, with bourbon, too. With bourbon. And he's playing porn in the background. I just can't figure out why. Oh, boy. What, what's, what's up with that TV? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I actually looked. What a jackass I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. This guy got jokes. I got jokes. So, Rob, what are we talking about tonight, Rob? I believe we're talking about how to select a home, right? Yeah, well, yeah. We decided not to do ED, right? We said that wasn't like something that we really education? want to talk about right now. ED, education? No, ED, erectile dysfunction. Oh, we said we'd do that later. Yes, when we have an expert. Oh, yeah. wait, you're the expert. Oh, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. There we go. That's two true. tonight for him. Passed my record for last week. <laughs> Rob fucking got two jokes. Rob had two jokes in three years. That's a fucking, that's awesome. Oh boy. Yeah. So I, I did two, two important topics. I think, uh, we should cover one of which is how do you select not only the house that you want to move into or purchase, but where to live. That's the first topic. Second topic is, um, if you're a newlywed or, or, or you're, you're a dad and you're expecting a child, do you select or do you, how do you select a family vehicle? And what do you select? We'll discuss all kinds of things tonight, Rob, like what to consider when moving to a new state, out of state, and stuff like that. What do you think? I think that's a fabulous idea. Want to start with the car or the house? Uh, except the car. So the care. You want to the care. care. So what what is your thoughts on on getting a minivan? Don't don't spit your bourbon out. So <laughs> Stop, he didn't see that one coming, did he, folks? No, I just took a sip and so this is some fire water. I want I thought a, a minivan would be the best solution and easiest for everyone. Um and I was told, well, if you want a minivan, you can buy one. And that was the end of the conversation. So we have two massive SUVs. Minivans are awesome. I thought so too. I just don't want to drive one. And I thought... My kids... Why would I drive one to work back and forth? Love them. Yeah. Dude. So I was totally against the minivan. I would not even go to the dealership with my wife because she wanted the minivan. But after we got that minivan, so convenient. I agree. Tons of room. When 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 the seats fold into the body of the the vehicle, the, the yep. van, and, and you kind of got like an enclosed pickup truck, dude, it, it's fucking phenomenal. So what we when we took the kids to the beach, and we had to change them, we'd go to the back of the minivan, fold all the chairs down. Oh yeah, change them, and and sometimes if they wanted to nap, my wife would lay down with my kids and take a nap. So, I mean. I, I highly recommend the minivan. Some women are against it. Some men are against it. I mean, I wouldn't pick it as my everyday vehicle because she drove it. We always had two vehicles in the family. I had mine for work and she had hers. Her choice was the minivan. And, you know, it worked out. Uh, kids love the automatic sliding doors. 
Um, it works as a soccer mom and or dad. The automatic sliding doors are awesome. And, it, dude, they got a ton of room. Ton of room. I had that when when I was growing up. My parents had one. So Yeah, but the, the minivans back then don't compare to the minivans today. Dude, the minivans today are fucking awesome. They yeah. come super loaded. Uh, leather seats. Uh, you can get the... Uh, TV edition, the headphones, you got air conditioning in the back, you can switch the radio, you got radio controls. So, I mean, I, I'm a fan. Would I get a minivan today? My wife can drive, drive it. But would you get a minivan with older kids or do you think it's more, it's more relevant with younger kids? I'm going to say from infant to eighth grade. Because if your kids are in sports, it's easy to get around. And like I said, tons of room. If you got one child, you got that whole back area. You fold down that last row. Jungle gym, pack and play, stroller, the mother-in-law, you know, whatever. The in-laws, you could put them all back there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, I would recommend, do, I mean, Honda Odyssey, I think, is by far uh, one of the top uh, minivans, a little expensive, but definitely worth it, definitely worth it. Got it. Yeah, I I mean, we didn't get one. We were, I would say with younger kids, it would be more convenient, especially with getting them in and out of the car, especially if you have an SUV. Just think it's a little bit easier with, with the minivan, but we, we didn't get one. We survived with an, with an SUV, even like a smaller SUV, like a Jeep. Well, that's um, because you have two. I had three. Yeah. That, that makes a big difference too. So family size, right? Big difference there. Huge difference. Yeah. I mean, we have a third row now, now Jeep or um, Pathfinder that actually comes in, comes into play. And I think is actually very beneficial to us, but we actually use probably the third row more for storage than we do for actually people sitting there. But it does come in handy when, like, my my, my mom or my, my in-laws want to come. We throw them in the yeah. back row. You so. throw that. So that was going to be my question. So you throw the in-laws in the back row? The kids don't go back there? Um, Depends. Sometimes they'll go back there. Sometimes the kids will go back there. Most of the times the kids go back there. Yeah, mo- most of the time, if if we have a loaded SUV, I'll send my kids in the back. Yeah, that's true. But so, some of the things to consider when purchasing uh, or, or getting uh, a family vehicle, trunk capacity, that's that's huge, the trunk capacity. Correct. Because nowadays these strollers, dude, have you seen, like, my sister has a, a, a Porsche SUV. If her stroller is in the back of the truck, that's the only thing that, you can't put anything else. I don't doubt it. it, it it's f- ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I said, the only thing you got back, what, what, if you go food shop, but where the hell you put the food? Oh, the back seat. But uh, trunk capacity when, when searching for a family vehicle is huge because you have a lot of stuff, you know, with, with the kids. If you're lugging the pack and play like we used to do, the pack and plays are awesome. They, they set up and break down, you know. Yeah, the pack and plays and I, even to your point, the strollers, they're, they're, I mean, they break down, but they're big, especially huge. if you have more than one. The, at that young age, it's it's a big deal. We tried everything. We tried the the triple stroller. We tried the double stroller. It was oh yeah, you had three within uh, yeah. within a year of each they other. All, yeah, they were all in a stroller. It was it was rather interesting. 
The triple stroller. I um, couldn't imagine. Rear the double stroller was enough for me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> rear seat space is big. Um, seats. I liked captain seats. Obviously, the two seats uh, before getting to the third row were captain seats. Yeah, and that's what we and did, too. And then the bench. Uh, obviously, reliability. You want a, you want a brand that's going to be reliable. Uh, extra features, like I said, the, the TVs in the seats, instead of unless you, if, unless you give your kids the iPads, you can do the TVs in the seats with the headphones and stuff. But I, I, I honestly think it helped us out in the minivan, especially because we have three. And... A lot of trunk room. Going if you if you're advent if you go on adventures or, or day trips, definitely you know with the seats folded down. If you got to change or something, huge huge help. Yeah. So then, I guess if you got the minivan right, and and you want to pick up the family and move somewhere. Let's say you know you live in Jersey. Way to pivot. You like that, right? Uh, that was nicely done. Well, you're watching porn there, and I'm... Oh I'm <laughs> what a fucking asshole. I am not watching porn. I am watching our audio, plus shopping for a patio set. Thank you, Sal. Feverishly shopping. I need it by next weekend. <laughs> Shut up. Last minute, Rob. So... Um, when you get your, 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 whatever family vehicle and you got to move to a different state, how do you, how do you pick a state to move into? What, what are some things to consider if you have to move? Well, let me ask you a question. Are you saying you're voluntarily moving to a new state or are you moving for work? Both. So I think moving for work, it kind of picks for you. Not really. Well, I guess. Yeah, it does. I mean, but you can search for jobs in, in certain locations. Like, you know, if we wanted to move south and we would go to Nashville, we'd search in Nashville, like Germany, Jeremy's Razor. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you get a Jeremy's yet? No, I'm 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 paying them for the sponsorship, so we can, we, we can tag them on this. Uh-huh. It's sometimes a job comes and finds you, and now you're like, oh, now I got to move. Um, or are you searching for a specific locale where you know you're interested in? Like, say we're. You, you want to leave Jersey. So you're looking at different places, maybe Atlanta, maybe um, what are other hot spots? Dallas, maybe Nashville, so, something like that. And you're, and you're targeting those cities. So w- what are you using on your basis of to prioritize one m- more than the other? So it, it's great that if it work, if work finds you, right? That's always nice. Yes. Sure. If you're married and you don't have kids, that's perfect. Kind of sucks. If work finds you and you're married with kids, do you pick up and go with the entire family? Because one of the major, major items to look for when moving, for me, is school systems. So if, if, if your work finds you, you pick up, you say yes, you pick up and move your family, and now your kids are going to a shitty School district. What do you do? Well, I don't... Th- so, true, but I think most of the major met- metropolitan areas have decent school systems somewhere surrounding their location. Right? So, if you're if you're searching for a job, right? So, so let's discount 
if a job finds you. If you're searching for a job in different locations, say you want to get out of New Jersey, you think it's too too costly. One, realize that you're going to pay an exit tax, right? Got to so, love Jersey. So you're going to pay an exit they tax. They bang for you for leaving. Jersey. Two, though, in, in addition to that, when you go and look for those locations, you're looking for areas where there is good school systems if you have a family. Now, if you don't have a family, you have different priorities. You're either looking, you know, for to be by the beach or you're looking for a different lifestyle or whatever it is, right? That bachelor pad. Oh, bachelor wait, no, pad. you're married. So, <laughs> no, if you're single, it doesn't mean matter. So prior to having kids, it's a different story. We're, we're dads. We're worried about kids, yes, right? Yes. So for us, it's school systems first, 100% agree, but you're not going to look in a location that doesn't have a good school system. So if you determine, say, like, like even if I look at Atlanta, Atlanta City probably doesn't have great, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but probably doesn't have the best school systems because metropolitan in the cities typically don't have great public school systems. But surrounding, like, and I don't know if it's true, but Marietta or, or some of the suburbs probably do have good school systems. Right. So you just need to figure out, like, if you're choosing Atlanta or Dallas, and, like, if you've ever been to Dallas, Dallas is really spread out versus, like, New York where everyone's, like, overpopulated in, like, an island. Right. Dallas is so spread out, and I went there, and I was like, wow, where, where is everybody? Where, why, <laughs> why, why does it take me 15 minutes to get everywhere? But it's, it's that thing. Like, you're not used to that as a New Yorker or a North Jersey or, you know, tri-state area is used to everything, like, within five minutes. Right. So we got all the major highways around us. You, you know, you hop in your car. Yeah, it takes five minutes for me to get three or four different major yep, highways. Yep. So, you know, that as you're kind of going through that process, that thought process, trying to understand what you want to do, that's what you have to contemplate for yourself is, all right, first school system. All right, what, what else? Now is Cost there, of living. Cost of living. Housing available. First of all, if you're moving from Jersey, everything is cheaper except LA. Not necessarily, man. Where yeah. we live, it is. Well... So, so define cost of living. Cost of living is cost of everything in that area. New Jersey is is the top, one of the top. California is up there too. Are you talking about food? I mean, food's talking food. about everything. Yeah, well, food's cheaper in the South. Do you think so? Yes, I don't think so. Yes, it is. Oh. Well, I guess because it's not as good. I don't know. There's some <laughs> good food down there. Well, housing availability, change in taxes. Uh, New Jersey, you're leaving New Jersey, whether you're you're leaving with your family in a minivan or a body bag, they will tax you. <laughs> you get the ex- so morbid. You get the exit tax. They do. They tax you when you're when you die. So if you don't want to pay the New Jersey death tax, die in Pennsylvania or New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, your health care. I guess each state has their own health care. Well. No, there's national too, but yeah, there, there's healthcare. Well, it's not healthcare, right? It's health support. So if you're retiring to like Florida, right? You're, you're going there to die, right? Most, most people. You're saying really I'm good. morbid, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I wanted to continue the, uh, the trend, but you know, certain places in Florida have good hospital and, and health networks because there's a lot of older people there. There right. has to be a good, a good network there now if you move to you know the rocky mountains in the middle of nowhere you're not going to have a good health system it may take you an hour to get to a hospital there's no emerging med there's no uh yeah emergency walk-in yeah so that's things you have to take into consideration depending on what age you're at you know if your kids are still young you know it's it's a different story versus if you're going there to retire and now your kids are out but i think we're talking about like 
the younger parent somewhere between anywhere between 25 to 40 well, you're, is yeah. 45. Right. So you got to look for all new doctors. You got to look for your primary care physician. You got to look for pediatricians. You know, all, all those things come into play. And w- one thing to say, though, is if you're. If you're moving for a job and you got hired into a job, say, in in Dallas, they're going to help you. Typically, good companies will help you get settled in a location so that you understand what's there. Depending now, depending on the industry. Depending on the industry, depending right. on the company. But typically, they hire a company to help you on board in that location, especially if you're doing um, essentially a relocation package. They'll help you get acclimated to that area. Who brought the 120 proof? <sighs> burning my chest yeah we're drinking some fire water tonight um so uh moving services comes into play as well i I never knew how expensive moving was until i moved four years ago across town and i fucking moved less than a half mile from my old house holy bananas is it expensive i i got a quote from a company to move a half a mile for seven thousand dollars I looked at the guy, I was like, and so we closed on my old house, the house that we were selling one day, and the following day we closed on the house we were buying. So they had to hold my furniture overnight in their trucks. They wanted $7,000. So really? I got two of the largest pods, packed them myself, and and asked some friends for help. The pods, I think, cost me... Fucking ask me for help, you jackass. I live down the street from you. I know, I know. I watched I watched you point and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Rob would walk by every other day. He would point and laugh. He had a drink in his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so other things to, to consider when, when moving is, is the, the local culture. You know, if, if it's it could be a culture shock. You could move to super rural area where your neighbors are miles away, which is not, not a bad thing. But if your neighbors are miles away, guess where the local restaurant is? It ain't fucking local. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's, uh, culture shock's definitely a thing, especially if you're coming from the Northeast. You're not... It's, it's a different way of life. In, in some areas, it's a little bit slower. Everyone's not in such a rush. And, and the food, I mean, the food's different too, you know? I mean, if you, yeah, if you go to New Orleans, the food's much different. But sure. I mean, if. But that that's if you're going to, if you're going to cities like that, you're going to get good food. Yeah, you're going to get good food. But if you're going b- between here and, and, and South Carolina, you know. I mean, we. It, if you're going to a rural area of yeah. the state. Well, you can go. You're not getting good restaurants. Say you go to a beach town. You can find good good restaurants. You're just not going to find, you know, you may not find that Italian restaurant that you really like, or you may not find, you know, whatever. You like will a, find an Italian you restaurant. You will find an Italian. You but. may not find, like, an Indian restaurant. <laughs> you may not find, like, uh, a Thai restaurant. So you may miss. So I think the thing that North Jersey and New York definitely have over a lot of different areas is a diversity of food. Because, yeah, there's you can spit and hit, like, five different Italian restaurants, and they're all really good. Yes. But you can also find really good Indian food. You can find really good Thai food. You can find good Chinese food. Like, there's good pizza. You know, we talked to um, Paul from Few Spirits, yes. right? And he was telling us that. Paul Holetko. 
Helico, he was telling us or about, Hell Taco or Hell Taco. <laughs> he was telling us about you know how good the pizza is in Chicago. So and I asked for a clarification, and he said, "Well, of course, Chicago deep dish." <laughs> I mean, so it's all it's all relative. If I yes. go to Chicago, I can find good food. Sure. You go to where I go in Alabama. There's good food. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it's fried. Yeah. So you have to be selective in what you want to eat. And, and I am, but it's sometimes you're like, all right, well, I'll go with the locals. I'll get some fried whatever shrimp or whatever it, they're serving. So Fried salad? No, there's no fried salad. <laughs> uh, something else to consider when you're moving is the climate. Do you want to go to a place where it's 120 in the shade? You're talking about like uh, Arizona? To wherever, but just, you know, that's something to consider as well. Definitely. Agreed. I would love to find a place that's 74 degrees all year round. You know where where that is? With a slight breeze, tell me. San Diego. No. It is. Really? Yeah. It's like 74, 70-ish year round. I'm thinking more like islands, like like Bermuda or something. Wow. Stepping up your game, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can work remotely. I mean that's that's really remote. Yes, when when we when we hit it out of the park with the dad's podcast, the rad dad's podcast. Hey, you better build a studio in this Bermuda. Uh, oh, come on! Of course, with the with the profits from from uh, our sponsors, that's what we're gonna do. Right now, we're, the profits from our sponsors, I can't build an ice cube. <laughs> Listen, we're sponsoring <laughs> other stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> so we get noticed. Yes. So, I mean, a lot of things to consider when, when, when moving out of state, um, you know, you're, you're, the, the state you live in, are they going to hit you with a state tax for leaving? Um, where you're going, is there uh, plenty of job opportunity? The commute to where you're living to, 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 to your new position. Kids' school should be at the top of the list. What type of school system is there? What do they have to offer? Are there private schools if you don't like the public schools? What type of sports do public schools have? Um, cost That's interesting. Why would, why would the sports dictate? So so I understand if your kids are, are heavily in, but would you really change your selection on a location based on the sports that are offered? Some people may. Some people may look at a school and say, all you have is a tennis club or, you know, whatever. I'm Not to bash tennis. I, I like tennis. But... All you guys do is have a pickleball team. So, so it's, it's some families, it may sway them. And, and they say, you know what? I don't like this public school because all they do is play pickleball. I'm going to go to the other one. They got football, lacrosse, soccer, baseball. So, yeah, if you're taking like, I was thinking more holistically, like you're saying, well, I'm not going to go to wherever, Chattanooga, because they don't have a, a chess team. Like, are you really going to make that decision based on, like, you're moving into that general location, you can't find a public school? But I get what you're saying. Like, you're talking about towns in that in that vicinity. Right, yes. Okay, gotcha. So those are the things to consider if you're moving. Um, and, then, and then the family vehicles, I, I think that's super important. I'll never forget my, my trip home. Your first time? From, yeah, I'll never forget my first time, yes. <laughs> Look at that, Rob. That 120 proof is working uh, wonders. Working wonders over here. Woo-wee. So I'll never forget my first <laughs> trip home with my first child from the hospital. Why I, is that? I, I, I was so nervous in the middle lane doing just above the speed limit and like just like shooing everybody away, try to shoo everybody away from me. 
Dude, we were the same thing. And it was in my wife's first, second car, a Honda Accord. Same thing. It was, it was, we were in either our Cherokee or Xterra, and I was driving like 20 miles an hour down 17. My wife's like, what are you doing? I was like, no one's getting him. <laughs> but uh, also something to consider when, when, when uh, thinking about a family vehicle is, you know, the weather. You know, what, what type of climate are you in? Snow, sleet. You know, I, I was always a big SUV guy. I mean, in high school, I had a, a, a Volkswagen Passat and, and a Honda Civic. But once I got my first SUV, I'll never go back to a sedan, man. I'll never go back to a car. With all the, the, the trucks on the on the road today, I, I like being higher up. You know, I don't I don't like being as low to yeah. to the to the asphalt or or the macadam as some people may call it. But yeah, SUV or, or, or minivan for me it, when considering a family vehicle and, and trunk space. That that was huge. I was I, I was I was this close the the thickness of a hair of convincing my wife to get a suburban XLT because trunk space. Every SUV that we went to go look for before uh, the minivan, no trunk space. You put the third row up, you two luggages, and, and it, you know there's no space. Yeah. The suburban XLT with that third row up, you got a full trunk. Yeah. It like because dude, with three kids, you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're driving back and forth to Florida to go see. Uh, uh, or South Carolina to go see in-laws, you got a lot of stuff. So uh, I was so close for that XLT. But no go? No go. No go. Because she ultimately, that would be her daily vehicle. And my wife's petite. And her to be driving a, a, a suburban XLT, dude, it would be like me driving a, a truck with a trailer. <laughs> That's what it would feel like for her. Would food dictate your move? Would... No, I mean, culture differences. I mean... The different types of food in the area, but if you're like I say, if you're moving to a rural area, you know it's the local war. One thing to to also consider if you're moving from like an area like North Jersey or Central Jersey, where is it very heavily overpopulated, to a more rural area, you're gonna have well, one Uber and and Lyft aren't gonna be readily available, right? Two, your delivery service, even for food, may not be as abundant as it is in these locations. True. Just, just something to take into consideration because I know it's it's something that we take for granted. But when I go to these rural locations, I'm like, wait, wait. No wait, Uber? You don't have Uber? You don't have DoorDash? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like what do you mean? It's so, weird. dude, my, my sister lives in Queens. And uh, whenever we, we're there and we order food, there's a guy on a Vespa delivering food. Not in a car. Guy's on a Vespa. Easy way to get around. <laughs> Easiest way to get around, man. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how they do it in the city, man, and yeah. in, in, in the suburbs of the city. You can't read your writing, Rob? I'm happy to announce today's show is brought to you by Weber Home and Business. Weber Home and Business was established in 2021 with one clear mission. Establish a safe, healthy environment in your home, school, or workplace 
With over 12 years of experience, environmental remediation and restoration industry, their staff of certified mold inspectors will be sure to provide thorough inspections, detailed protocols, expert knowledge, and professionalism in each and every client. Call Weber Home and Business at 551-502-1052 for mold inspections, air samples, air quality assessments, or water intrusion. And an IICRC certified, whatever that means, will be happy to walk you through the process. They work with insurance insurance companies, real estate agents. So give them a call and get it better with Weber. Again, that's 551-502-1052. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. That means it's bourbon tasting time. All right. Yes. And welcome to the Rad Dad's bourbon tasting time. Soon to be videotaped, which will be a shit show. Yes. Eh, That would be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, I think so. We can sit around your new solo stove fire pit, and we can record a bourbon tasting. There you go, as long as it gets here before July 1st. Did you get the solo stove? I know someone in town selling a, a, the Mac Daddy. What do you mean the Mac Daddy? The, big, the biggest solo stove, the 450. This one? The big one. The, the circular The one. massive one, yes. That's not the propane driven no, 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 one, no, right? No, no, no. The solo stove, like, what's his name, had it the, the fantasy football draft. Hompish. Yes. I could I couldn't think of his name. Snapped at me, motherfucker. <laughs> that wasn't snapping at you. I was just trying to snap at me. Uh, uh, yes, his soul. That's solo stove. That's pretty cool. So, if, local guy selling it. If you want it, cash and carry. <laughs> I'm sure he lives around the block. All right. So back to um, back to the back to the show. Well, hello, Rob. Hello, Sal. You're going to read off the... Uh, so the tonight we are tasting Knob Creek Single Barrel. Select. Select. It was selected for me. It actually was a gift. Um, Very so nice. Kentucky Straight Thank Herb. you, whoever gifted him that. Dave Gabordi, thank you. Uh, alcohol classification, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Distillery is the Knob Creek Distilling Company. And the proof, it is 120 proof, 60% alcohol by volume. Knob Creek uh, ages their bourbon bur- bourbon minimum of nine years. Filtration is undisclosed. Batch size, it is a small batch. Um, mash bill, undisclosed. No awards. Color, burnt amber. Price point, anywhere is between $49 and $59. Anything more than that, just say it's inflation. <laughs> That's how you justify it. A little history about Knob Creek. Uh, when Booker No created Knob Creek, he revived full flavor, pre prohibition style bourbon. Each bottle stands as a hand, no, not hand, hard earned piece of bourbon history. And each barrel, well, each one is a story all in its own, uniquely influenced by nature, time, and its individual journey. That's why Knob Creek single barrel select remains Knob Creek's purest expression. Of old style flavor. Each bottle remains unblended, highlighting the singular characteristics of their finest hand selected barrels. And 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 wow, wow, wow is all I have to say. 120 proof. This is the nightcap. Yep. I, I think my wife's gonna have to pick me up in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> if I have another one of these, another two of these. I'm gonna be. You're gonna be. You're gonna be carting me off in a wheelbarrow. I think we need to uh, top off. Yeah, a little so. bit. Do you want a pinky or do you want a fist? 
<laughs> Rob wants the fist. Uh, nose and aroma, caramel peaches. Uh, we always taste our bourbon neats, but I do believe this one may need an ice cube. I if, think an ice cube would be very if, advantageous for anyone drinking. If you want the night to last a little longer. Um, caramel peaches is what I get. Third glass. Oh, definitely the undertones of the oak. It is rather pleasant, that third glass. It's been sitting for a while. There's that awkward silence again. Oh, my God. You can actually smell that. I smell fruit. You, you smell the peaches? Yeah, I smell fruit. It's, the oakiness has gone away from the dry glass. Now, if you smell the wet glass, it feels like someone punched you in the nose. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, big difference between the wet glass and, and the dry glass. Um, wet glass, don't don't keep your nose there too long. It, if you want to try and get a, a whiff, just go briefly across your nose. Stick in your, your schnoz in it. You're going to burn some nose hairs. But... I do get the little undertone of the oak and the dry glass and, and peaches. Um, finish is definitely a lingering burn. Um, I got, so when I was doing the write-up about 30 minutes ago, I got burnt apples as a taste. I don't, I don't know if you got the burnt apples. In the taste? In the taste, yeah. It, it must have been, I don't know, my palate 30 minutes ago. All I got, all I got is burn. Burn. Fire water. Uh, finish lingering burn overall. Fire. Fire breathing dragon. Um, it is definitely a high proof. Um, I, I like it. You know, um, definitely one what I would have with an ice cube. I'm sure the ice cube would open it up a little bit more, the flavors. But uh, I... Not a complex taste. It's not complex. It's 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 rather delicious. I think the burnt apples and the peaches and the car- caramel. I think the one twenty kind of. I mean, we've had higher proof. Yeah, we have, but I think the one twenty actually takes away from the taste. Yes, I think of, the yes. taste is actually there. If you get even the first sip, I had, I said, "Oh, this is a smooth bourbon." <laughs> South pouring water into no, no, I'm trying to drop. Hold on, relax. So, I think that was even like a. If you taste it and you slowly, you really enjoy it. You have to really slowly enjoy it. It's worth it. I think so. I agree. So, um, Rob, why don't you give your um, rundown before I give my rating? I think taste is um, is really hard to determine. If you, <laughs> here's why. It's too much heat. It's definitely too much heat. There's a there's a burn. I'm actually gonna change up my uh, rating scale because oh. price. You know why? Because price is becoming bullshit at this point. So it really has to be taste, aroma, and finish. There we right? go. So I'm gonna change it up. It's not gonna really. We may have to go back and retaste some bourbons, but twist our arms. So I think taste is is very is good i'm gonna give it a two in taste i think aroma uh if you include the dry glass i also give it a two i think but it's if just the wet glass is overpowering it's a lot of spice a lot of punch in the nose the finish is you're gonna get heat you're gonna get the burn which we haven't had a bourbon on this show that had the burn in a long time so i'm actually gonna give that i think a one and a half so I think I'm going to go a five and a half for this. 
Five and a half. Five and a half. Oh. I thought maybe you were going to s- s- count how many seconds the uh, burn lasted, and that was going to be your rating. No, it's still going. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it a 6-0. Get out of here, yeah, really? I gave it a 6-0. I, I, was, I was tempted to go 6-0, but I felt the, the finish, um, even though it, the fin- finish is fine, but the, fin- the burn is, re- is really, um, really potent. So given its height, Proof. It's definitely a knock you on your ass if you have more than three. <laughs> yeah, I I think for for me it's not a shelf staple. I'm a big sweet bourbon guy. I really like it. I actually whistle shut up. Uh whistle pig ten has actually I mean, we've had it a couple of times recently, and it's absolutely amazing. Yes, it is. It's it's better than I thought. Um, and then there's there's another one of the four roses is pretty is over a hundred proof, and I think that's one of my favorites for a higher. So proof. I mean, we've had higher proof bourbons that are actually smooth. Yeah, th- this, this, this one is. This is this is this this has this packs some heat. Yeah, agreed. so it is not as enjoyable dry, uh, not dry, um, neat as. You know, maybe we should do this again, and we'll put a, a cube in it and see if it changes things. I, I think it will. Okay. I think Wait. it definitely would mellow it out. Maybe that'll be on the next uh, episode. Knob right. Creep Bourbon, Bourbon Select with Neat and versus um, Ice Cube. Yeah, we should. So tune in next time. We will do Knob Creek uh, Bourbon Select with an Ice Cube. Thank you for joining the Bad Dads Podcast. Tune in next time for another episode of Sal and I bullshitting and having a bourbon tasting. Download us and listen to... I don't know. You can cut that part out. That was fucking retarded.